Welcome back to Idgits and Assbutts. My name's Rochelle. And I'm Lynn. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 10, called Hunted. We start in a psychiatrist's office. A Dr. Waxler is talking with a patient named Scott. Scott says, it started a little over a year ago. Migraines at first. Then I found out I could do stuff. I have this ability. When I touch something, I can electrocute it if I want. The doctor asks him how he knows, and Scott says he did it to the neighbor's cat. Okay. <laughs> like, hold on. <laughs> why are you... I mean, to be fair, he, he wasn't trying. I don't, still. I don't know. Why do you have to try to electrocute something that's alive? In the? Fr- I mean, I guess... I don't think he knew he was doing it. I kind of got from it that, like, he went to pet the neighbor cat and, like, just fried it. And he oh, didn't know. I got, like, he was trying to... He was, like, electrocuting things, and he was like, I need to find something alive. Okay, <laughs> go find yourself a spider. <laughs> Okay. Kill it. I know. Kill it. With electricity. (laughs) I think that's fine. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Um, He says, it's insides fried up like a hamburger. That's disgusting. That's not okay. Also, how did he know that? Like, did he go to like... Maybe he opened it up to look at the hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not happy that I said that. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just going to say right here, folks, that we are drinking tequila. (laughs) I blame Rochelle. Tequila is not that bad. Okay, but it just tastes like shame. I have not had a shameful tequila experience. The shame of my past. (laughs) It's fine. So anyway... Um, Scott asks if the doctor believes him, and the doctor says he believes that Scott believes he can electrocute things. Scott offers his hand to shake on it, and instead of touching him, the doctor asks him why he wanted to kill the neighbor's cat. Scott says, I don't. He wants me to, and he doesn't want me to stop there. The yellow-eyed man. He comes to me in my dreams. He tells me to do things, awful things, but I tell him no. I don't want to. He has plans for me. We cut to Scott walking to his car. When he gets there, he sees someone in the car window reflection. Uh, He turns around but gets stabbed and dies. And we get our opening title sequence. Okay, first of all, (laughs) I'm totally fine with this guy dying. I mean, not that I would electrocute a cat. I mean, punishable by death. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's the thing, though. For that, you get stabbed. (laughs) I don't. I don't think he tried to electrocute the cat. I think that he, like, went to go and pet the cat. Like, it to me, when he said, like, because I did it to the neighbor cat, like, it was kind of like a, I learned that I can do this because I electrocuted the neighbor cat. You know, mm-hmm. not because, like, he was looking for things to electrocute and found the neighbor cat. You I know? just don't feel that way. I feel like he was like, I got to try something alive now. <laughs> no. That's, that's what I think is, that's what I think is happening. Well, maybe you're just, you know, more of a pessimist than I am in this instance. I mean, in life as well, probably. I mean, okay, no. <laughs> I am a pessimist. <laughs> okay, I'm more of a realist, I've got to say. I'm more of a realist. Yeah. I'm like, I like to tell people that I'm pessimistically optimistic. <laughs> right. Which really is just realistic. Yeah. But, you know, anyways, that's my story. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. Okay. I still think he didn't try, though. Okay. I, I like that idea better. I just don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't think Scott was good. <laughs> anyway, so we cut to Sam and Dean. Okay, but first of okay. all. <laughs> yes. He can't be, like, all bad if he's going to a psychiatrist to try and get help for this, you know? Like, yeah. It, he, 
you know, he clearly is wanting to, like, figure out what's going on with him and fix it and mm-hmm. not just, like, ha-ha, I'm going to go kill bigger things now, you know? See, like, I kind of got the feeling that Scott was already having mental issues, and then this started. So this is, like, his, like, long-term therapist that he's had for 10 years. I don't know. That doesn't it have to be like true, that to but me. that's just that was just the vibe I got from it. I don't, yeah. But and it doesn't have to be true I mean, all. maybe. There's okay. two different realities in this, and it's fine. I yeah. guess either one doesn't really matter. I know. <laughs> I just, I feel, I just got, like, creepy vibes from Scott. Like, he was just, like, a creep. I got, like, angsty vibes from him. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, what's happening to me? Yeah. It'd be different. Like, if you had abilities like Sam, where you're just having, like, visions. It'd freak me out. It would freak you out, but you're not hurting people with those visions. In fact, no. you're trying to save people. You're trying to do something good with them. Yeah. So, and this guy, his ability is only, can only harm things. Unless you're like, hey, my light's gone out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Stick your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> sweating (laughs) oh god okay all right so we cut to sam and dean they're still at the river where we left off in the last episode dean says before dad died he told me something something about you he said that he wanted me to watch out for you take care of you he said that i had to save you and nothing else mattered and that if i couldn't i'd have to kill you he said that i might have to kill you sammy Sammy says, kill me? What the hell is that supposed to mean? He must have had some kind of reason for saying it, right? Did he know the demon's plans for me? Am I supposed to go dark side or something? What else did he say, Dean? How could you not have told me this? Okay, first of all, he needs to be pissed at Daddy Winchester and not Dean. It's not Dean's problem. Or it's not Dean's, it is Dean's problem. It's not Dean's fault. It's Daddy Winchester's fault. It is. I don't think that Sam is actually pissed. I think that he's like horrified and just got like defensive about it yeah I, I mean I do think I don't think he's like truly like mad at Dean but he's like kind of taking it out on Dean yes. it's like dude like it's not his fault you know exactly well I mean but <sighs> Dean didn't tell he's waited how long who knows how long it's been yeah you know to tell him so that's what he's that's what he's mad about but that is just kind of like a surface issue yeah. you know he's like focusing on that when that's not really what's bothering him yeah so um, Dean says, uh, because it was dad, and he begged me not to. Samuels, who cares? Take some responsibility for yourself, Dean. You had no right to keep this from me. Dean says, you think I wanted this? I wish to God he'd never opened his mouth. Then I wouldn't have to walk around with this screaming in my head all day. Sam says, we each got to figure out what's going on. Then what the hell all this means? That sounded weird. Anyway. <laughs> I can read my notes. <laughs> Not the punctuation. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Dean says, we do. I've been thinking about this. I think we should just lay low, you know, at least for a while. It would be safer. That way I can make sure. Sam says, what, that I don't turn evil? That I don't turn into some kind of killer? Jeez, if you're not careful, you will actually have to waste me one day. Dean yells, I never said that. Damn it, Sam. This whole thing is spinning out of control. All right, you're immune to some weirdo demon virus, and I don't even know what the hell anymore. And you're pissed at me. I get that. That's fine. I deserve it. But we lay low until we figure out our next move, okay? Sam's like, forget it. But Dean says, please, just give me some time to think, okay? So Sam agrees. We cut to nighttime. Sam is sneaking out of his motel room with his bags. He steals a car and drives away. Then we see him outside a house. He's checking the address on a paper from the Blue Rose Motel. Uh, which is the motel where he and Dean are staying at. Okay, I just need to talk about the Blue Rose Motel for a sec. Okay. <laughs> okay, so 
I am a Twin Peaks fan, okay? And the Blue Rose is the name of the task force, task force, <laughs> in Twin Peaks, um, where they are, where the FBI is investigating the whole bonkers bullshit that is the <laughs> Twin Peaks mystery. Yeah. And I think that this is a reference to that, because they, they, like, focus on, like, the Blue Rose stationery, the Blue Rose Motel, a bunch. So, anyways. I was, I was pleased to see that. <laughs> So, happy. I don't know. So it's an old boarded up house. Sam looks, uh, Sam lockpicks his way inside, walks into a trip line, and there's an explosion. Blood gets splattered onto the camera, and we see Sam's empty smoking shoe. I don't like Sammy splats. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They're quite sad. I was like, his blood is on me. <laughs> also, I found a shoe. <laughs> I was thinking that, too. But that's kind of a spoiler. It's not really a spoiler. <coughs> but. um, Okay, well. It's something about Sammy and his shoes. Sammy's got a Whatever shoe problem. He <laughs> does have a shoe problem. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so what we, is that? Season, like, three, four, something like that? I think. Oh, I right? just rewatched that episode. I think it's season three. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good I one. I mean, it's not giving away any plot or anything, no. for sure. It's just like a You're funny... right. There's an episode where Sam loses his shoe. Yeah, that's it. And we just found it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> he got blown out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he found his shoe. <laughs> so then we see some flashes of light, and a girl wakes up. She was having a vision of Sam dying. The guy in bed with her asks if she's okay, and she says, it's just another nightmare. We cut to the morning. Sam enters the roadhouse, and Ellen greets him. He says, you don't seem that surprised to see me. Ellen says, your brother's been calling, looking for you. Sam says, yeah, I figured he might. She asks what's going on between them, and he changes the subject real quick to the topic of Joe. Ellen says she hasn't seen her in weeks. It turns out that after she worked the H.H. Holmes case with the boys, she wanted to keep on hunting. Ellen told her, not under my roof, and Joe said, fine. Sam says, so I'm probably the last person you want to see right now. She says, oh, don't get me wrong. I wish I could blame the hell out of you boys. It would be easier. Truth is, it's not your fault, Sam. None of it is. I want you to know that I forgave your daddy a long time ago for what happened to my bill. I just don't think he ever forgave himself. I mean, okay, that's that's the healthy attitude to have. Yeah. Like, I, I'm glad that even though Joe ran off and technically, like, the boys kind of, like, kick-started that a little bit, you know, like, yeah. here, go hunting with us. Like, she doesn't blame them because Joe would have come around to the hunting thing at some point whether well, or not the boys are there or not right there's there's all these hunters that go in and out of the roadhouse it's interesting that she started it with sam and dean and not somebody else i wonder yeah. why you know i mean i would go hunting with sam and dean <laughs> have you seen them i mean that's true look at all the other hunters that we find if you had to pick a hunter if i had to pick one or I a hunting duo <laughs> i mean come on that's true <laughs> it would it'd be great <laughs> you just had such hope and longing in your eyes <laughs> okay sam asks her um what did happen and she changes the subject she asks why he came to the roadhouse and he says he needs help so we cut to ash asking sam what he's looking for sam says other people other psychics like me as many as possible i need a nationwide search Ellen's like, I thought there was no way to track them all down. Not all of them had nursery fires like you did. Sam says, no, but some had to. Start there. So we cut to a short time later. Ash has come up with four people nationwide. 
Sam Winchester from Lawrence, Kansas, Max Miller from Saginaw, Michigan, Andrew Gallagher from Guthrie, Oklahoma, and Scott Carey, who was the dude electrocuting cats at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> that motherfucker. I should laugh. <laughs> Just the way he said it, which was the dude electrocuting cats. <laughs> I mean, that's what he did. So he was in Lafayette, Indiana. Ash says he was killed about a month ago. He was stabbed in a parking lot and the cops have no suspects. Sam gets up to head to Indiana and Ellen says, I got to call Dean. I got to let him know where you are. Sam says, Ellen, I'm trying to find answers about who I am and my brother means well, but he can't protect me from that, please. So Ellen agrees. We cut to Lafayette, Indiana. Sam is meeting with Scott's dad. He tells him he went to high school with Scott. His dad said Scotty was a good boy and that he changed a lot since Sam knew him. Sam's like, what do you mean? And his dad says, it started about a year ago with headaches. Then he got depressed, paranoid, nightmares. His dad says that Scott pulled away from him and locked himself in his room for days. Sam asks if he can see his room. So inside Scott's room, Sam notices a bunch of medication bottles and pockets one. Then he opens Scott's closet and sees that behind all of the clothes that are hung up is a collage of cut up pictures and drawings of yellow eyes. Sketchy. That's some bonkers bullshit. <laughs> like, why would you want to pull a shirt out and see some yellow eyes staring back at you? Why? Yeah. Like, that, that sounds like a terrible idea. Also, why would you want to be reminded of it? Also, there are a lot of drawings, but there's also like cutouts from magazine pictures. Okay, who has yellow eyes in magazine pictures? Yeah, I feel like some weird artsy, you know, like. Some modern art, something where they like change the color to everything, you know. Like, yeah. All right. Maybe I don't know. I was just kind of like, how maybe realistic he's a modern is that? Art fan. <laughs> I mean, he could or maybe be. he's just good at Photoshop. <laughs> That's probably it. <laughs> so we cut to outside the Blue Rose Motel. Sam is walking up to his room when he notices he's being followed. He turns around and grabs the person behind him. It's the girl whose name is Ava, who had a vision about him. She says, "Please, you're in danger." So we cut to inside the motel room. Ava says, okay, is it Eva or Ava? I've written down both. It's Ava. Yeah. Like, I just wrote Ava up there, and down here it says Eva. (laughs) So Ava says, okay, look, I know how all of this sounds, but I'm not insane, I'm not on drugs, and I am normal. And this is way, way off the map for me. About a year ago, I started having these, like, headaches and nightmares, and I really didn't think much of it until I had this one dream where I saw this guy get stabbed in a parking lot. But a couple of days later, I found this. She she hands Sam a news article about the stabbing. She says, I saw this guy die days before it happened. I don't know why. For some reason, my dreams are coming true. And last night, I had another one about you. I saw you die. Sam wants to know how she found him. And she says that he had motel stationery in her vision. So she Googled it. She says, I thought I should warn you. Sam says, I don't believe this. She says, oh, of course you don't. You think I'm a total nut job. Sam says, no, I mean, you must be one of us, one of the psychics, like me. Look, Ava, I've had visions, too. All right, so we're connected. She laughs and says, okay, so you're nuts. Okay, well. That's great. She literally just got done telling him, like, I'm having all these visions, all these things are happening, and then he's like, oh, me too. This must be, and she's like, what? It's like, she can believe it if it happens to her, but not if it happens to somebody else. Like, I don't get it. I think she just, like, doesn't even believe that what she's seeing is real. And she's just just doing this for her own, like, conscience, you know? Yeah. So Sam asks her if her mom died in a house fire. 
she didn't. <laughs> so we cut to Dean driving a baby. He gets a phone call. It's Ellen. She tells Dean that she heard from Sam, but she promised she wouldn't tell Dean. Dean says, please, something bad could be going on here, and I swore I'd look after that kid. Ellen says, now, Dean, they say you can't protect your loved ones forever. Well, I say screw that. What else is family for? Um, I love Ellen. <laughs> I think she made the right call. Ellen. So back at the Blue Rose Motel, Ava asks Sam, why can't you just leave town before you blow up? <laughs> Sam says, I can't because there's something going on here, Ava, with you, with me. I mean, there are others like us out there, and we're all a part of something, and I've got to figure out what. She says, okay, you know what? Screw you, buddy, okay? Because I'm a secretary from Peoria. <laughs> I'm not part of anything. I'm getting married in eight weeks. I'm supposed to be at home addressing invitations but instead i drove out here to save your weirdo ass but if you just want to stay here and die fine um i like her a lot <laughs> i think yeah. she's great she's just like listen i tried good luck yeah <laughs> so sam says don't you want to know why this is happening i mean don't these visions scare the hell out of you because if you walk out that door right now you might never know the truth i need your help so we cut to Dr. Waxler's office. Ava is sitting on his couch. He asks her why she decided to seek out therapy. She says, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm feeling really super anxious right now. <laughs> I she, mean, you know. <laughs> she sees Sam walking on the window ledge behind Dr. Waxler and says, holy crap. <laughs> the doctor is like, what? And she says, I just remembered when I was a kid, I swallowed like eight things of Pop Rocks and then drank a whole can of Coke. You don't think that counts as a suicide attempt, do you? <laughs> I never did that. Did you do that? No. I never drank Although soda I with it. do remember hearing that if you drank soda with Pop Rocks, it would like make your stomach explode. And so I was like terrified. Oh, really? To have them Dude, I have Pop Rocks in this house right now. Why are we not eating them? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any soda, but we do have this tequila. <laughs> I feel like that's not the same thing. Okay, you just squeaked. So this is a perfect time to mention your nickname as a kid. Oh my gosh. Okay, so when I was a kid, I was really high-pitched. I had a really, really high voice. Not that I don't now, but not like nothing like when I was a little kid. Yeah. And so... Yeah, my nickname was Squeak when I was a kid. <laughs> my friends called me Squeak because I was so high-pitched, I'm pretty sure. That's amazing. Yeah. Also, I have a pair of pajama bottoms that I made in Girl Scouts that have Squeak embroidered on the butt. On <laughs> <laughs> the butt? <laughs> it seemed like the thing at the time. Yes, okay. it sounds like you have a squeaky butt. <laughs> My mom pointed it out after I had already put it on the butt of the pants, right? But, okay, so here's my thing. I was trying to be trendy, you know? Okay, you know how, like, you know, you'd have, like, the juicy or whatever written across the butt? I was like, okay, I'm not going to be that obvious about it. I'm just going to put a little squeak on there. And you can't even tell. Like, the thread blends in with the pattern of Oh, so it's not, like, huge across your cheeks? No, it's, like... All of, like, two inches long on, like, up kind of by the hem. So you can't even hardly see it. Like, it's just like, oh, there's, like, a purple splotch there. And that's pretty much it. Like, and then if you get really close, (laughs) you can read it. To your squeaky butt. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So that was my nickname was, was Squeak. And, and then, oh, okay, so this is... 
so my friends back in elementary school, we were all obsessed with Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. So everybody gave each other like Lord of the Rings nicknames. <laughs> yeah. And so like I had okay. One of my one of my really like my best friends from elementary school, Mariah, her name was Murray, right? Mm-hmm. From, you know, Murray and Pippin. And yeah. it was also Pippin as well. And I still find it weird to call her Mariah. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm sure she does not go by Murray anymore. Uh, like at all. It's just Mariah. Okay, who are you? I don't even remember. Squeak just kind of stuck. <laughs> I think I had, I want to say it was one of the elves. I don't remember. Because we're, we're just kind of like, oh, this is what, I don't even remember. This is like LARPing, I guess, when we were in like fourth I mean, grade. <laughs> that's all right. Okay, uh, Eric for real has LARP, like with foam swords. I have not. <laughs> and I don't plan to. Yeah. I mean, like, I would, I guess. I it don't know. Like, it sounds like a good time. Like, I would totally, like, LARP, like, X-Files. You know, that kind of thing. I, you know, LARPing is a bit much for me. I feel like I can't, like, I get, I would probably, like, get into it to a certain extent and be like, oh, mm-hmm. this is kind of fun. And then I'd, like, all of a sudden go, this is ridiculous. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. So I'd probably last all of about five minutes and I'd be like I need to leave this place yeah <laughs> like I don't know what's happening <laughs> and I need to stop right now <laughs> uh, I think it sounds great I mean okay I'm totally like it does not bother me at all that other people do it I just feel like I don't have that imagination and yeah. I would realize like part of the way into it that I'm like what are you doing you know yeah. like we're like people that have that imagination and can have fun that way great you know do your thing mm-hmm. I can't yeah, I get it <laughs> So back at the motel, Ava is acting a little strung out. <laughs> Sam asks her if she's okay, and she says, "Am I okay? I just helped you steal some dead guy's confidential psych file. I'm awesome." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is when she won my heart over. Yeah. Is that moment? Yeah. She is just so like pleased with herself. I don't know. <laughs> she's adorable. Um, then Sam and Ava listen to some recorded sessions Scott had with his doctor. They learn that Scott thought he could electrocute stuff. Outside the motel, Dean is pulling into the parking lot. He sees Sam through the window and says, oh, thank God you're okay. Which was so cute. (laughs) He was just like, thank God. He was like super genuinely like so worried. Baby brother has gone missing. I know. know. (laughs) So then he sees Ava and says, oh, you're better than okay. Sam, you You slide dog. (laughs) Inside the room, the doctor on the recording says, what else did the yellow-eyed man say? Scott says, he has plans for me. He says, there's a war coming, and people like me, we're going to be the soldiers. Everything's about to change. Sam pauses the tape, and Ava's like, how can we turn into that? Suddenly, a bullet shatters the window, and Sam gets Ava down on the ground. We see on a rooftop across from the hot- from the motel, Gordon Walker. Um, and Gordon Walker... Is the guy from... Is a rat bastard, is what he is. Yeah, he absolutely is. Um, he was the guy who um, was, was, killing, was killing vampires. Yeah. That's right. And they left him, like, tied to a chair. For, like, three days. And that's the last time we saw him, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Him furious that he was tied to a chair. Right. Okay. Yeah. So um, then Dean kicks him in the face. <laughs> Dean says, you do that to my brother, I'll kill you. They fight, and Gordon knocks him out. 
We cut to Sam and Ava on the rooftop investigating. Ava says, shouldn't we be, like, talking to the cops? Sam says, trust me, they wouldn't do us much good. He <laughs> picks up a bullet and says, these are two twenty-three caliber subsonic rounds. The guy must have put a suppressor on the rifle. Ava says, dude, who are you? <laughs> I'm like... Now I'm a little bit worried. (laughs) Sam says he just watched a lot of TJ Hooker, which is not a show that I ever watched. But I think it's from the 80s, and I think it stars William Shatner. Yeah. Okay. I looked it up. Is it like a cop show? Yeah. Okay. It's like a cop show with William Shatner, and that's pretty much as far as I got into it. Okay. All right. (laughs) I don't really know. All right. So Sam calls Dean, who answers. Dean says, Sam, I've been looking for you. Sam tells him where he is, and Dean says, I know. I talked to Ellen. I just got here myself. It's a real funky town. You ditched me, Sammy. We see that Dean is tied to a chair, and Gordon's holding the phone up to his ear. Sam asks Dean where he is, and Dean gives him an address. Sam hangs up and tells Ava that his brother's in trouble. Sam says, he gave me a code word. Someone's got a gun on him. She says, code word? (laughs) Sam says, yeah, funky town. He thought of it. It's kind of a long story. So Sam (laughs) Sam writes the address Dean gave him down on some motel stationery, and they head out. Okay. I think we need a code word. We do need a code word. Okay. What's going to be our code word? I think that if we make a code word, we shouldn't say it on our podcast. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> we still need a code I word. I know. Though. We need a code word for someone's got me tied up and has a gun on me. <laughs> or just like, I am in a bad situation here. Help. Okay. <laughs> that's probably a better scenario. I mean, there's a know. lot of bad situations. I mean, at any rate, like, this is a call the cops, you know, yeah. like sort of situation. Right. Okay. A call the cops code word. <laughs> okay. okay. We'll we're think about it. With it. And we're not going to say it on the podcast. No, we're not. Because <laughs> it wouldn't be a code word anymore. That's right. That's kind of like get, getting rid of the entire point. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. We'll think about it. Um, so we cut to Gordon and Dean. Uh, Dean says, Gordy, I know me and Sammy ain't, ac- ain't exactly your favorite person. Gordy, I know me and Sam ain't exactly your favorite people, but don't you think this is a little extreme? Gordon says, oh, you think this is revenge? Dean says, we did leave you tied up in your own mess for three days, which was awesome. I mean, it kind of was. (laughs) Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. Gordon says, I was definitely planning on whooping your ass for that. That's not what this is. This ain't, isn't personal. I'm not a killer, Dean. I'm a hunter, and your brother is fair game. Okay, he's not a killer, sure. He is a fucking sociopath. Oh, yeah. Easily. Like, textbook, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we cut to Ava and Sam. She says, I don't think I should leave. Sam says he wants her out of harm's way. She's like, what about you? And he says, harm's way doesn't really bother me. <laughs> she says, you are walking right into my vision. I mean, this is how you die. Sam says, it doesn't matter. It's my brother. You're, you've done all you can. Just go back to your fiancé. Go home, Ava. You'll be safe there. She gets in her car and says, promise me you'll call then. When you get your brother, just let me know that everything's all right. So Sam promises. Back with tied-up Dean, Gordon says, see, I was doing an exorcism down in Louisiana, a teenage girl. It seemed routine, some low-level demon. But between all the jabbering and head-spinning, the damn thing muttered something about a coming war. I don't think it meant to. It just kind of slipped out, but it was too late. It piqued my interest. And you can really make a demon talk if you've got the right tools. What a fucker. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a demon. <laughs> to be sure. fair, a demon would do the same thing. Yeah. So it's not, it's, it's, 
level playing yeah. there. Also, before I think in um, our last podcast about Gordon, I thought that he was like strictly a vampire hunter, but it looks like he does other things too. Well, maybe that's just like his, that's how he got into hunting and that's just like his specialty. I kind of like, from what I took of it, he was a vampire. Like he started off with vampires, right? Mm-hmm. And then he like just kind of continued with it. So then he was like, I'm going to hunt vampires. This is going to be my life's calling, right? And mm-hmm. then I think once he met the boys, maybe, it kind of seemed to, like, figure... Because, I don't know, I mean, the vampires that he was all wanting to get, or the all the vampires that he was wanting to get were gone. Then at that point, they ran yeah. off. So he was probably like, well, you know, what am I going to do now? Maybe, so, yeah. I don't know. I mean... So then he's just branching out. Yeah, it seemed like he was pretty much just strictly... I don't know if he was just strictly hunting those specific vampires, or mm-hmm. if he was, like, just strictly hunting vampires, period. But, yeah. I mean, clearly I something's changed. Yeah. <laughs> Dean asks, what happened to the girl it was possessing? Gordon says, she didn't make it. Dean says, well, you're a son of a bitch. <laughs> Gordon smacks him on the head and said, that's my mama you're talking about. Anyway, this demon tells me they have soldiers to fight in this coming war. Humans fighting on Hellside. Do you believe that? I mean, they're psychics, so they're not exactly pure humans. But still, what kind of worthless scumbag you got to be to turn against your own race? But you know the biggest kick in the ass? This demon said, I knew one of them. Our very own Sammy Winchester. Dean says, well, this is a whole new level of moronic, even for you. (laughs) Gordon says, come on, Dean. I know about Sam's visions. I know everything. Dean's like, really? Because a demon told you? Yeah, it wasn't lying. Gordon says, hey, Dean, I'm not some reckless Yahoo, okay? I did my homework. I made damn sure it was true. Look, you got your roadhouse connections. I got mine. It's how I found Sammy in the first place. About a month ago, I found another one of these freaks here in town. He could deep fry a person just by touching him. Dean asks if he killed anyone. Gordon says, besides Mr. Mrs. Tinkles the cat... No, but he was working up to it. They're all going to be killers, Dean. we got to take them all out, and that means Sammy, too. Dean says, you think Sam's stupid enough to walk through that front door? Gordon says, no, I don't, especially since I'm sure you found a way to warn him. You really think I'm that stupid? No, Sammy's going to scope the place out first, see me covering the front door, so he's going to take the back, and when he does, he'll hit the tripwire. Then, boom. Dean says, Sam's not going to fall for a freaking tripwire. Gordon says, maybe you're right. That's why I'll have a second one. Hey, look, I'm sorry. I wish I didn't have to do this. I really do. But for what it's worth, it'll be quick. Dean says, come on, man. I know Sam better than anyone. He's got more of a conscience than I do. I mean, the guy feels guilty surfing the internet for porn. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Sam. I know. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. Here's what I find about the relationship between Sam and Dean that's just hilarious to me. So... Dean is constantly, like, throwing Sam under the bus. All the time. Yeah. All the time. Right. And Dean just, or Sam just kind of rolls with it. Like, Mm -hmm. he's just like, okay. Well, and the thing is, is that most of the time, though, is, like, it's situations where he has to agree or else the whole plan falls apart, Yeah, exactly. But he's just like, hey, 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 I'm gonna, (laughs) hey, look. (laughs) Like, I'm just gonna do this real quick and you're just gonna have to agree with me. And it's like, oh, you know, like... To me, that's just, like, some of the funniest moments because Sam's just like, yeah. Yeah. So. There's, you know, there's like, a perfect example of that in, in the, the next, next episode. episode. Yeah. 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 I love it. <laughs> so Gordon says, 
Maybe you're right, but one day he's going to be a monster. Dean's like, how, huh? How's a guy like Sam going to become a monster? Gordon says, it beats me, but he will. Dean's like, no, you don't know that. Gordon says, I'm surprised at you, Dean, getting all emotional. I had heard you were more of a professional than this. Look, let's say you're cruising around in that car of yours and you had a little Hitler riding shotgun, right? Back when he was just some goofy, crappy artist. But you knew what he was going to turn into someday. You'd take him out. No questions. Am I right? Dean says, that's not Sam. Gordon says, yes, it is. You just can't see it yet. Dean, it's his destiny. Look, I'm sympathetic. He's your brother. You love the guy. This has got to hurt like hell for you. But here's the thing. It would have wrecked him. But your dad, if it really came right down to it, he would have had the stones to do the right thing here. So you're telling me you're not the man he is? What a low blow. Yeah, that is wiggity whack, yo. (laughs) I don't actually know if Daddy Winchester would have. Do you think he would have? I feel like he probably would have found another way. Yeah, I think so, too. He would have found something else. Yeah. No matter how, like, I don't know, how people seem to think of him as, like, this, you know, no nonsense, this is black and white, and this is what's going to happen, like, I think he sees a lot of gray. I definitely think he does. And I think that, like, I think him telling Dean that he might have to kill Sam, I think was just the shortest way to tell him that Sam might go dark side and yeah. you might have to fix it. Yeah. I think that was just the the easiest and shortest way of getting that across to him in the short amount of time that he had. And also, I would think that, like, he probably wanted to get it across, like, how bad it could get to right. where, like, this might have to, you know, like, and, like, this is what you're going to have to deal with. This is what you're going to have to fix. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't think... I, I think it was just, like, a way to, like, this is just how bad it's going to get, potentially. Right. Yeah, I so. think so, too. I don't think he ever actually would expect that Dean could kill Sam or that or that he hopefully himself would have never yeah. been able to kill Sam. I yeah. mean, hopefully not. He does have his kind of, like, asshole moments, though. <laughs> so, That's I mean, true. you never know, but also at the same time, like, you would think that he would try everything before yeah you know not just like if he goes dark side you're gonna have to like you know gank him like no yeah. let's just figure something out first like last ditch effort yeah would be that. literally try everything else yeah like yeah everything right yeah uh so dean glares at him and gordon puts a bandana in dean's mouth sam walks up outside the house he peeks inside sees dean tied up and gordon waiting by the front so he goes around to the back and lock picks his way inside gordon says you hear him Here he comes, and there's a big explosion. Gordon says, hold on, not yet. Let's wait and see. And then there's another explosion. Dean looks emotionally wrecked. I hate the look on Dean's face when the grenades go off. It is awful. And he's like, he's like yelling over his bandana. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-uh, I don't like any of that. Yeah. Like, his reaction to it is worse than the fact that Sammy potentially is blown up at this point. You know, like... It's harder to watch than watching Sam explode. Yeah. I think. Like, I'd rather see a smoking shoe and blood splatters right. than Dean's face about the smoking shoe yes. and blood splatters. <laughs> exactly. So Gordon goes to investigate, and we see Sam's smoking empty shoe. <laughs> then Sam comes up behind him and puts a gun to his head. Gordon says, you shouldn't take your shoes off around here. You might get tetanus. <laughs> Go, Sammy. <laughs> Sam yells at him to put the gun down, so he does. Gordon says, you wouldn't shoot me, would you, Sammy? Because your brother, he thinks you're some kind of saint. 
Sam says, yeah, well, I wouldn't be so sure. Gordon says, see, that's what I said. They fight, and Gordon gets Sam on the ground. He says, you're no better than the filthy things you hunt. Then Sam gets the upper hand and gets Gordon on the ground. He points the gun at him, and Gordon says, do it. Show your brother the killer you really are, Sammy. But Sammy knocks him out instead and says, it's Sam. (laughs) By the way. (laughs) Don't call me Sammy, bitch. (laughs) That's only for my brother. Exactly. cannot call me Sammy. (laughs) Excuse me. Sam unties Dean, who grabs him and looks at his face wounds. He says, son of a bitch, and goes to get Gordon. But Sam says, no. Dean says, I let him live once. I'm not making the same mistake twice. Sam says, trust me, Gordon's taken care of. So they leave the house and start walking across the street when Gordon comes out and starts shooting at them. They run and hunker down in a ditch behind some bushes when suddenly a bunch of cops show up and arrest Gordon. The cops go through his car and find his hunter arsenal. Sam whispers to Dean, anonymous tip. <laughs> Dean says, yeah. <laughs> Dean says, you're a fine, upstanding citizen, Sam. <laughs> At the roadhouse, Ellen is on the phone with Dean. She says, Gordon Walker was hunting Sam. Dean says, and he almost killed us both because somebody over there can't keep their friggin' mouth shut. <laughs> Ellen says, and you honestly think it was me or Ash or Joe? No way. Dean says, well, who else knows about Sam, huh? You must have been talking to somebody. Ellen says, you can say a lot of things about us, but we aren't disloyal and we aren't stupid. We haven't breathed a word of this. Dean says, Gordon said he had Roadhouse connections, Ellen. She says, and this Roadhouse is full of other hunters. They're all smart. They're all good trackers, each of them with their own patterns and connections. Hell, I could name 12 of them right now that are capable of putting this together. I am sorry about what happened, Dean, but I can't control these people or what they choose to believe. So we cut to Sam and Dean driving and baby. Dean says, dude, you ever take off like that again? Sam says, what? You'll kill me. (laughs) Dean says, so not funny. And Sam laughs. (laughs) Sam says, where to next? Dean says, one word. Amsterdam. Come on, man. I hear the coffee shops don't even serve coffee. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Someone wants to get stoned. (laughs) Tacky tourists. (laughs) Sam says, I'm not going to just ditch the job. Dean says, screw the job. Screw it, man. I'm sick of the job anyway. I mean, we don't get paid. We don't get thanked. The only thing we get is bad luck. Sam says, come on, dude. You're a hunter. It's what we're meant to do. Dean says, I wasn't meant to do anything. I don't believe in that destiny crap. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's like his catchphrase. (laughs) Sam says, you mean you don't believe in my destiny? Look, Dean, I've tried running before. I mean, I ran all the way to California and look what happened. You can't run from this and you can't protect me. Dean says, I can try. Sam says, thanks for that. Look, Dean, I'm going to keep hunting. I mean, whatever's coming, I'm taking it head on. So if you really want to watch my back, then I guess you're going to have to stick around. Dean says, bitch. Sam says, jerk. (laughs) I love it. I love it, too. (laughs) (laughs) Then Sam tries to call Ava. He's tried a bunch of times, but keeps getting her voicemail. So they go to her place in Peoria and check on her. Dean asks Sam if he's sweet on her, and Sam says, she's engaged, Dean. (laughs) Dean says, so? What's the point in saving the world if he can't get a little nooky once in a while? Good grief. (laughs) They break into Ava's house and find in her bedroom her fiancé, all dead, with blood splatter everywhere. On the windowsill is a bunch of sulfur. On the floor, Sam finds Ava's engagement ring. And credits. (sighs) Okay, I have thoughts. Okay. (laughs) Good. So, okay. I have a problem with Gordon. <laughs> I have a big problem with Gordon. Yes. I mean, I've always had a problem with Gordon, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. So, 
Okay, just because Sammy is not completely human does not mean he is an animal that needs to be butchered. I agree. Like, come on, dude. Like, I agree. This guy is just all black and white. Yeah. You know? Like, he might turn bad, so therefore I'm going to kill him now. Like, yeah. What? You know, like, no, 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 no. But, like, also taking him out like an animal, too. Like, he's, like, hunting him. It's not even like right. a, oh, I'm going to be, like, sneaky and, like go up to him and stab him or something like that. He's like, uh, I'm going to, like, set up traps like you would for an animal, like a, like a wire traps and all that sort of stuff, yeah. and, like, blow him up that way. It's like, oh, good grief. You yeah. know, like, at least, okay, at least do it yourself. I don't know. I agree. I mean, none of it should happen. <laughs> I think but. that he is truly thrilled that he has this new hunt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's excited. He's excited. He's on that a mission. It, yeah, yeah. He's excited about it. Mm-hmm. He wants to do it and he wants to enjoy doing it. Yeah. That's the thing is like, I feel like with Sam and Dean, they have, you know, they're okay. You know, they think about it and they're like, okay, could this be a good person? Could this be, you know, like all that sort of stuff. Right. Where Gordon's just like, <laughs> I get to kill something. Exactly. You know, it's not like, a, I don't think it so much matters about what the thing is. No. He's just like... I get to cause destruction. Yeah. It's like, that's not good. You know? No. Total sociopath. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. And, oh, it drove me nuts. And he's like, oh, you should be more of a professional to Dean. Like, Dean is a professional. He's more of a professional than you are. Yeah. Like, he, like, Gordon is not more professional than Sam. He just doesn't fight for people. He's like, you know, just take him out. That's the easiest thing to do. Right. So, all that being said, I really don't like Gordon. <laughs> I hate this guy. I really do. Like, I hate That's him. like, there's some characters in this show that you love to hate, and right. then there's Gordon. <laughs> yeah. That you just hate. <laughs> there's literally no redeeming qualities about him. There isn't. There really isn't. Yeah. There's not even one. Like, I mean, he's just such a slime ball. I don't... Ugh. I gotta give it to the actor, though. I mean, he... Didn't he win an Emmy for his um, his acting on This Is Us? I, think, I don't know. I think he did. And that's a pretty, like... Like, that's not a show that I... Wa- okay, I tried to watch that show, but, like, in the first ten minutes, I was crying my eyes out, and I was like, I can't live like this. <laughs> so I clearly can't watch this type of show. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure that... I mean, that's a really emotional show. So yeah. His- I've seen bits and pieces of it, and it's... Yeah, so this actor, good. yeah, this he's actor, good. his range yeah. is kind of amazing. Yeah, he, so I like, he can do a lot of things. Yeah, so I do like him. But yeah, Gordon is a total douchebag. Yeah, I like the actor, don't like the character. Right, right. <laughs> at all. Um, okay, my last thought. So the sulfur in the windowsill at Ava's apartment totally mm-hmm. looks like brewer's yeast. Which Do you know what that is? Oh, yeah, I do. It's like, okay, so Raquel and I put it in our popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like... You do, like, a little bit of oil, and then the brewer's yeast, and then salt. And huh. it's really good. It's strange. And then you get to the end, and there's a bunch of flaky stuff, and you're, like, you kind of, like, get the last popcorn bits and, like, scoop it up, and it's so yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to try it. Yeah. It's it's kind of an odd thing. Like, I remember going over to her house at one point, and she was like, oh, here, we're making popcorn. And she put this, like, yellowish, flaky stuff in there, and I'm like, 
Are we eating sulfur? <laughs> no, it was more of like a, are you trying to poison me? Like, what is this? You know, and she's yeah. like, it's brewer's yeast. And she's like, huh. she's like scarfing it down, right? And I'm like, okay. And so I scarfed it down and it was great. So every time we go over to her mom's house anyways and have popcorn, mm-hmm. there's brewer's yeast involved. But it looked wow. exactly like that. It was like the yellow, like flaky stuff. It probably stuff. is that. I don't, I would be pretty impressed with myself if it actually was that and I recognized it. Because <laughs> it's probably not sulfur. You know. <laughs> probably not. I would assume it's not. <laughs> I mean, that'd be amazing if it was. <laughs> it would be amazing. However, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up now. Yeah. I really am. I wonder. We shall, we shall get to that at some point. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's your favorite moment from this episode? Oh, balls. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Um, you know, I love the beginning of the episode where Dean is telling Sam that he's going to have to kill him if he goes dark side. And I love, I just love that whole scene. I love Dean feeling guilty about it. Yeah. I love Sam being like, what the fuck, bro? Like, <laughs> I just, I really love it. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite part? I've got a couple of favorite parts. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh, one more. I have okay. one more. Okay. I love Ava being like, I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just love her. Okay. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so one of my first favorite parts is from Ava. I just remembered as a kid, I ate like eight things of Pop Rocks and swallowed a whole bottle of Coke. You don't think that counts as a suicide attempt, do you? (laughs) It just tickled my fancy. Yes. It was funny. She (laughs) is so goddamn adorable. She's hilarious. Yeah. Um, Also, like, (laughs) Mr. Tinkles the cat. (laughs) That is a reference to something. I don't know what it's a reference to, but I think it's hilarious. When I was looking on SuperWiki at their, like, trivia, that was a reference to something. To some, I can't remember if it was a show or movie, but I didn't write it down. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I just kind of want to have a cat and name him Mr. Tinkles. Okay, no, I lied. Okay, so if I ever get a cat, and if it's a boy, I'm going to name him Reginald. (laughs) Why? Because it's just so proper. Reginald. (laughs) (laughs) You can call him Reggie for short. I love it. Like... I don't know. One okay. One of my old coworkers. She has this cat that's named Atticus. Oh, like that's dapper. I know, right? Yeah. Like I feel like cats need a proper like. I like how you you just like sat up straight to, to tell me this. <laughs> it needed it. Yes, but yeah, like I just love those cat. You know, like. For girl cats, I have no idea. But for boy cats, you know, like Atticus and Reginald, like those are strong names for cats. <laughs> they are proper names. They are proper cat names. I like and it. I feel like I need a Reginald. <laughs> I like it. But, you know, boy cats spray on things sometimes. Yes, they so do. I feel like I probably would never. Here's the problem. Okay. Not that I have anything wrong with boy or Boy dogs or girl, or sorry, boy dogs or boy cats. Yeah. But they just, you know, if they pee on something, it's going to run down something instead of just being in a puddle. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. And, okay, you go to rub a dog's belly and you end up touching their junk and it's just awkward for everybody involved. It truly is. It's like, I just need to wash my hands right now. (laughs) Yeah. I want to be able to rub a doggy belly without having to touch junk. Yeah. (laughs) 
first world problems right there. I know, I know right? <laughs> but yes, I agree with I agree with everything you just said a thousand percent. It's like okay, if I were to ever get a pet rat or a pet ham, okay, I've had a couple of pet hamsters. I would never get boys because their junk just drags on the ground behind them, and it's disgusting. I don't want to touch that. I like, did not know that was a thing. Yeah, have you ever seen a boy rat? No. Go to the pet store next time you see a boy rat and a girl rat. The girl rats are much more well kept. <laughs> <laughs> Boy rats drag their junk on the ground everywhere they go because they just have, yeah, no. You think that would hurt? There's no such thing as, like, I mean, okay, somebody probably does it, but, like, generally speaking, you are not going to fix a rat, you know? Right, that's true. (laughs) I never thought about this before. Like, Uh, too much junk. (laughs) There's too much junk, and I can't handle it. (laughs) I just can't handle it. Okay. I can handle it better on a dog or a cat than I can handle it on a rat. Or yeah. any sort of other rodent. I don't think I've ever seen rat junk before. Listen, you don't want to. It drags <laughs> on the ground and it's disgusting. You think that would hurt them? You would think so. Like either anytime they like jump <laughs> <laughs> or land <laughs> <laughs> or walk across something slightly or scratchy. Anything? Yeah. God, like, that sounds miserable. It does sound miserable. Like I, I don't know. Apparently, it must not bother him too much. But good grief. That is just wrong. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> That's, th- those are my favorite ones. <laughs> <laughs> so moving right along to our okay. interesting facts. Sure. Um, so in an extended scene viewable on the DVD, just before Sam acts, axes. Axes. Oh boy. <laughs> just before Sam asks Ash, for help finding other psychics, Ash is unsuccessfully hitting on a woman. As she walks away from him, he yells to her back, Give me some sugar, baby! This is a much-loved line from Army of Darkness, in which it is also spoken by a demon-hunting character named Ash. Okay, you probably don't haven't seen that movie. Nope. It is the third of the Evil Dead movies. Okay. Yeah, and it is a very much loved line. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have a, I have a Funko Pop of Ash right over there with his chainsaw hand and his boomstick. I have seen the the chainsaw hand guy. Yeah. Yeah. That, I never knew that's what he was. Ash. Yeah. But. Yep. <laughs> we will totally watch the hell out of those movies. You will love it. Okay. Yeah. They're good. But they're be as good comic- as mullet ash. Uh, I gotta say, this ash wins. Okay. This ash. This ash. Because I love supernatural ash. Yeah. He's you, hilarious. You will love this ash. Okay. I swear to you, these movies are. They're total B movies. They have like this massive cult following, and yeah. they're horror movies, but they're comical. <laughs> Your eyebrows—they're <laughs> comical <laughs> on purpose, and it—it's fucking gold. Like you're gonna love it. I promise. Okay. Yeah. We've got like a huge list going of all these things that I need I to know. watch. And I'd like to say that pretty much since we started this podcast, I think I've only watched like two of those movies. I know. That's like, these ones are classics. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, I own multiple copies of these movies. Yeah. So good. You need to write it down. I, actually, one Halloween, <laughs> Eric and I both dressed up as Ash. <laughs> he dressed up I think I dressed up as like good ash and he dressed up as like possessed by demon ash yeah and we both had chainsaw hands we had the outfit we went and saw evil dead the musical (laughs) i've seen it twice once in vegas baby (laughs) oh no oh man good fucking time (laughs) Uh, okay sorry (laughs) 
It's so good. You gotta watch these movies. They're okay. worth it. Yeah. I will at some point. Promise. Yes. <laughs> so, last interesting fact from this episode. Um, when Sam and Dean are running from Gordon as he's shooting at them, so, like, at the very end, uh, Jensen tried to jump into the ditch to duck down and fell into it instead. <laughs> oh, my. I didn't notice that. I didn't eat. I mean, I kind of noticed him, like falling more horizontally than, <laughs> than Jared. Yeah. But also, like, I mean, he pulled it off well, but the editors liked it, so they kept it. Okay. <laughs> now I want to watch it again. I kind of want to just see that part and just, like, see if I can tell if he's falling or if it's, like, if he pulls it off. Yeah. If it looks more, more Jensen than Dean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so our research from this this episode our research for this week for this episode is in lafayette um so this is from hauntedhouses.com um there is i don't know how to say this it's to frere's house in garconier Oh, I don't even know. I'm sure. We apologize. If you know how to say it. (laughs) If you're from there and we're butchering it. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm trying. I really am. Yeah. Um, So so this place is a bed and breakfast. It's 1880 Acadian colonial architecture style. It's two floors, four guest bedrooms, a parlor, a dining room, and a gazebo. Hmm. Ooh. Sounds fancy. (laughs) So... A lot of families have lived in the home over its, you know, 100 plus years of being up. And one of those families was the Amelie family. Um, so Amelie was a school teacher and she lived with her husband. Her husband died really young, leaving her alone. Um, one day she went to wash her face in the well and was either pushed or jumped to her death. Oh, man. Um, her death was ruled a suicide by the Catholic Church and her body was buried outside the cemetery and not next to the love of her life. Oh, Which is quite unfortunate. That's sad. Um, so apparently... Amelie is seen living... So, Amelie is the name of the woman, not their last name. Um, She's seen living throughout the house and walking on the garden paths, wearing a rose-colored dress. Um, She likes to turn the lights on and off, opens and closes doors as she goes about, you know, doing whatever she's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And she also rattles the pots in the pantry to let people know that she is here. Oh, my God. She also gets a little agitated when the owners discuss her and has been known to turn on the burglar alarm, apparently. Um, and That's she gets so upset terrifying. when changes are made to the house, which I mean, oh, okay. pretty standard. Um, if anyone plays hymns on the piano, she's been known to splatter wax on the piano as her way to comment on the church's decree of her death of being a suicide. Yeah. Or as being a suicide. Um, so... Evidence points to Emily's kind heart and thoughtfulness. Past owners report that Emily helped their child with his homework, nursed the living through illness, and even woke up the family when a fire broke out in the house, saving all of them. Wow. Um, it has been theorized that she's waiting to be allowed to go to the other side um or perhaps she has issues with the catholic church for saying she killed herself and can't stand such things to be remained Mm. or to be to remain to be the truth right um so 
you know, maybe she was pushed into the well by another person or an animal, making her death not a suicide, but a murder. Um, but she can't rest and willingly shares her house with the living. Hmm. So. That's sad. I mean, she probably freaks them out, but she's right. like, you It can sounds stay like here. she's helpful, too. Yeah, to an extent. I mean, I feel like there's, there's more freaky out of that than, mm-hmm. you know good yeah <laughs> i mean to be fair to save an entire family from a fire that's pretty good that's pretty good but. also she like helped a kid with his homework that would be so weird though if you like walk into a room and see your kid doing homework with some like sketchy apparition be like right. no you know <laughs> what's happening right. i don't like it well i wonder if the kid was just like oh emily helped me with it well, uh, yeah like, this is my imaginary friend um your imaginary friend is not so much yeah but yeah anyways so agent nasbet moments for this week <laughs> oh man all right so listen like so the other night i drank <laughs> half a bottle of moscato <laughs> Which is not that weird. Okay? <laughs> Moscato, if you've ever had it, is like a white wine, but it's really, really sweet, and it's got a really low alcohol content. So, like, drinking a half a bottle is not a big deal. <laughs> okay, okay. It's not. <laughs> it's totally not. So I drank half a bottle, and then I was like, look, I'm going to do my supernatural notes, right? So I'm, like, up in my room. Eric is on his computer, like, gaming, and I am watching Supernatural and taking my notes. And I realized that my tongue, like, all the way in the back feels gigantic. (laughs) And so I stopped taking my notes. And I'm like, hey, are you having an allergic reaction? Like, your tongue is huge. (sighs) And I'm like, God, what what could it have been? Like, I I don't remember what we ate for dinner, but it was something that we always eat for dinner. So it wasn't, you know, anything new. I hadn't had anything new. Yeah. And then I'm looking at my Moscato because I'm still drinking this half a bottle of wine. <laughs> I mean, go for it. I mean, I was. I was like, this is going to get me through my notes. Wine and Supernatural, not bad. <laughs> I know. So I'm like, holy shit. And I realized that um, a week before this, when I drank the first half of this bottle of wine, <laughs> I drank it, and then I went right to bed, and I had this crazy-ass dream where my tongue was gigantic. Yeah. But then I woke up, and I was totally fine, so I just thought I had a weird dream. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you're fucking allergic to this wine, right? (laughs) What is going on? And then I start getting these sharp pains in my throat. And my throat starts feeling big. And I'm like, okay, so I am like a total hypochondriac. (laughs) So I'm like... This am I having? I a, yeah, I'm like if I if I think I'm having an allergic reaction, I am like I am ten seconds away from death. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I am not okay. <laughs> so I'm like I get my phone and I'm like googling like allergic to Moscato just to see like is this even a thing? You know, it seems pretty ridiculous. I mean, technically, you can be allergic to pretty much anything. Right, but I've had Moscato many times in the past and never had a problem. Maybe it was just that type. Did you get a different type of Moscato? Yeah, it was a different type of Moscato. So, so I, lo- I look it up, that. and it's totally a thing. Yeah. So apparently in white wine, in all wine, but more in white wine than red wine, there's something called sulfates. Sulfites? Sulfites. Sulfates? Sulfates? Sulfites? It's one of those. Sulfites. I'm sorry, I, know, I can't whatever. tell you exactly. But, <laughs> but so there's a lot more of it in white wine than is in red wine, and I'm normally a red wine drinker. But in Moscato, there's like a shit ton. Yeah. So it's like an actual thing that actually happens. So You're I'm allergic like, to the sulfites in it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So I drink a lot of red wine. You know what I mean? And I've never had like a weird tongue feeling ever with drinking alcohol before. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to take a Benadryl. So I take one and the full dosage of Benadryl is two, but I usually only take one because (laughs) otherwise I get all 
Benadryl high. And <laughs> I have no emotions or like will to move my body at all. Like I just sit there in a stupor and it's not fun. It's not cute. It's all kinds of weird for everybody. So, okay. So I take one and I hang out for like 15 minutes and like I'm feeling worse and worse and worse. And am I freaking out and probably imagining the worst? Yes. I mean, you know, probably. as you do. Like, like my, as anybody would do. Like if things start to get worse, you're just like, this might be it. Yeah. I'm like, my throat is killing me. Like it's actually legitimately painful, which I've never had before. Like I've had one other allergic reaction where my throat got swollen mm-hmm. and it was to like a cashew bar, which I've had cashews before and had never had a problem with them. So I don't think it was the nut. Yeah. And I've had allergy tests and I don't have any problem with tree nuts. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nothing. So who knows what it was. Yeah. But and, and I, I went to the doctor and they had to give me um, an adrenaline shot, which was bonkers. <sighs> which let's never do that again. Whoa! Let's never do that again. My doctor was like, hey, you have panic attacks. So this is going to feel like you're having a panic attack. But you're not. You just have a lot of adrenaline. It's going to suck for about 10 minutes and then you're going to feel better. And, and you know what? It sucked. It sucked I mean, a lot. Yeah. I was just sitting there going. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no. Not happy. No. So anyway, so that's, that's my only other experience with my throat, you know, and it didn't hurt. Yeah. You know, it just felt swollen and weird. And, and my tongue didn't feel weird. So anyway. Yeah. So I'm freaking out. So Eric is like, hey, maybe you should take another Benadryl. Get the full dosage. So I'm like, oh. That that makes sense. You know, so I take another Benadryl and I'm like, look, I'm supposed to take it again in like four to six hours. Right now it's like 11 at night. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I go to sleep and I don't take it, what if my throat swells up and I die because I'm asleep? I feel like you would probably like wake up because you weren't breathing. You would think that. Who knows like for choking, sure? Like, know? should I risk it? So I was like, listen, I have to stay up. And Eric's like, how about I set an alarm? Aha! Uh-huh. I was like, this is why I married you, you know? So I go to sleep, and it's fine. He wakes me up at the right time with more Benadryl, and it's totally fine. So the next morning, I wake up. It's been like four hours or six hours. I don't remember since I had my last Benadryl. And you know what? I'm feeling good. Yeah. Like I feel maybe a little bit tongue swollen, but like not a big deal. I'm not talking funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't hurt. It doesn't yeah. feel huge. So I'm like, okay, I had to go to work. Yeah. So. <laughs> Let's I, not have the Benadryl high. I know. So I go into work and on my drive to work, okay, my <laughs> tongue swells up all fatty style. Ah. Like, and my throat gets huge. And I'm like, shit, like I was totally fine 15 minutes ago. And now yeah. I've like escalated so quickly. Yeah. So I take a Benadryl, just one. Because I have to drive, and yeah, I don't know, and, if, work. and I need to have yeah. emotions if I want to drive, right? I guess yeah. or <laughs> so, work. So I go into work, and my store manager is there, and I'm like, "Hey, uh, I, I'm having problems," <laughs> and I explain to her, and she's like, "You're allergic to Moscato." And I'm like, it's a thing. I swear it's a thing. She's like, you drink half a bottle? I'm like, no, listen, I'm classy. I am classy. I swear. Focus on this. Okay, first of all, like, it's a new manager at my work, and I totally love her. She is hilarious and fun and funny, and, like, I get along really well with her, so I really like her. So, like, she's, like, good-naturedly making fun of me. You know what I mean? She's just, like, judgy making fun of me. Yeah, exactly. She was. Like, I think I made her sound judgy, but she wasn't really. She was really, like, "Uh uh-huh, really. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so I was like talking to her, talking to her, and I was like, okay, so my throat is huge, and I'm going to be totally real with you. 
I am freaking the fuck out right now. Like, I need to go in the bathroom and nervous poo. <laughs> and she was like, okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go in the bathroom and nervous poo. And then you're just going to go home. She's like, I got enough people here. We were like double booked. So yeah. I don't need you. We're totally dead. Also, you know what's not working? Our registers. So it's not like you're going to do anything anyway. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'm just going to go right to the doctor. She's like, you can. That's cool. You know, feel better. And Please I'm like, do. She goes, Lynn, don't drink any more wine. <laughs> I was like, okay. So, I guess if you insist. <laughs> so I get in my car. I take another Benadryl because I'm feeling even more like tongue swollen. And yeah. I drive to an urgent care. And I go in there and I'm like, I drank too much wine. <laughs> and they're like... Okay. And so I'm like explaining, like, I just took some Benadryl, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I'm with the nurse for like half an hour. In this half an hour, you know what she doesn't do? Look at my throat. Look in my mouth, at my tongue, at my throat, nothing. Half an hour. Yeah. I could have died. Yeah. If somebody was having an allergic reaction, like you, that would be like, it's like, okay, my tongue feels like it's swollen. And my throat. Look at it. Yeah. It was, I was, you know, and at this point, my Benadryl is kicking in. It's starting to feel a little bit better. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm Benadryl high, so I'm staring off into space like an idiot, (laughs) you know? And so literally half an hour into it, she's like, how are you feeling? What do you mean? I want to see a fucking doctor now. Uh, I need a doctor to come and look in my mouth and tell me what's happening. Yeah. I could have died in this last half an hour and you would have been taking my blood pressure. (laughs) You know? You would have just been like, huh, it's really low. She took my blood pressure and she's like, your blood pressure is high. And I was like, that's because I am freaking out right now. I'm freaking out. I'm worried that I'm dying. My blood pressure is high. She's like, maybe it's the machine. Let me take it manually. Three times. (laughs) Bitch, what are you waiting for? I am for? dying. Like, what are you waiting yeah, for? It was just this whole, like, crazy thing. I'm like, dude, like, you don't wait half an hour from someone coming in saying they're having an allergic reaction. No. It blew my mind. No. I, you know, yeah. uh, that hasn't been my experience in the past. Not that I've gone to this clinic for that before, but it just seemed weird. Yeah. So the doctor finally comes in, looks at my throat. She says it's big. I'm going to give you some steroids. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe you could have done this. A half an hour ago right. before I almost died. Right. So they give me steroids. I go home and have a fine day. You know, I just take Benadryl every four to six hours and prednisone. That lasted for a long time, though. It Well, you know what? So that, like, wore off. And I, like, let I let my Benadryl wear off to see if it was done. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And, like, see if I needed to take more. Because, because it was, I was, like, it had gone out of my system. And yeah. then I was fine. And then yeah. it suddenly came back within like half an hour. Yeah. So I wanted to see if it was going to do that again. And it, yeah. it kept doing that for another 24 hours. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. Maybe you shouldn't drink Moscato ever again. <laughs> you know, I'm never going to. I'm never going to drink white wine either. I don't even yeah. like white wine. So fuck it. I can't really do red wine. Red wine tastes like vomit to me. Oh, I really? have to do red, or white wine. A lot. Like. The pink wines are the best, quite honestly. I like rosé. I do. Yeah. And yeah, I've drank it. I've had a lot of rosé and not had a problem. So I wonder if it's got the same issue because it's not. I mean, it's still kind of dark, you know. You know what? It, it could also be something that I've suddenly developed this allergy because you yeah. can suddenly become allergic yeah. to anything, you know. Mm-hmm. 
so who knows yeah you can eat something one day and be like i'm totally fine you eat it the next day and you're like i might die right (laughs) yeah that's why i was a little bit like like i wanted to drink tonight but like i haven't since then (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i guess we just like went big with tequila and that's fine (laughs) i mean what else are you gonna do yeah if you're gonna test it you might as well test it (laughs) (laughs) right so anyways it's totally fine i don't know i i i guess this was an ass butt moment of the the urgent cares but anyways it was just a whole fucking fiasco yeah i just felt stupid because people kept being like you drank half a bottle of wine okay that's not bonkers i feel like that people do that frequently that shouldn't be something there, that's like yeah. news there have know? been times in my life when i'm just capable of a whole bottle of wine <laughs> no shame yeah. that's fine i couldn't i couldn't do that with wine just because i don't like wine enough yeah but I couldn't do that now because I have such a low tolerance and I can't drink that much on my medicine anyway. But like, yeah, it was just anyway, it was just a whole stupid, stupid time. Do you think it had something to do with your medicine? I don't think so. I don't think that yeah. like no I reaction. did. I did a lot of research on this medicine. Yeah. Before, before I started taking it. And there was I never came across anything that was like you can't. It, it said that you can't drink a lot because you like get insta hungover. Yeah. And like your hangovers are way worse. They literally start like two hours after drinking oh. and that it's awful. Yeah. But nothing that had to do with like swelling or like yeah. feeling like an allergic reaction, anything yeah. like that. So. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well. So anyway, what was your Egypt ass butt <laughs> moment? So my Egypt moment is not quite as um, interesting. <laughs> I still felt like a dummy though. Okay, so I went over to my friend's house too. So she just had surgery, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go come over and make you dinner. So I had to go to the store and get the stuff to make dinner, right? So I go in and I get what I thought was everything. Yeah. Come back out to my car, realize I didn't get, like, half of the ingredients right. Uh-huh. I'm like, ugh. I mean, at least you didn't get all the way back to her place. At least you were just, like, in the parking lot. Yeah, I mean, I made it, like, out to the car, and, like, as I'm putting my groceries in the car, I'm like, I'm gonna be that person. <laughs> and so I walked back into the... St- whoops, I'm throwing <laughs> things down. I walked back into the store, went through, and got the rest of the stuff that I needed. And then... Went back. So as I was going back to the register, I was like, I can't go back to the same line. Oh, no, I wouldn't either. I couldn't. And so I went to another line, but there was only like three of them open. And the one, like the two that were, the other two that were open were like kind of close by. So I was like, whatever. So I just like went to the one that was like only, like that was two away instead of like three or four away or whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, fine. And so I get, I, I'm like walking over to this line. And as I'm walking over to this line, the guy from the other register like happens to look up and like makes eye contact and is clearly confused. Oh, awkward. <laughs> as to why I'm in line yeah. <laughs> with this other person. He's like, you, I, I kind of felt like he was having like a, is this like a weird deja vu moment or like right. what's going on? You know, I kind of felt like an, idiot no like, it's fine i'm sure like, that I'm happens gonna, i'm sure it happens every now a lot and then. but yeah. like i felt so de- like usually okay so every once in a while i'll go to the store and i'll forget something fine but it's not four things you know yeah like, it's like one yeah yeah maybe two if i'm having a real rough day yeah apparently that day was just extensive <laughs> it's totally okay but yeah so that was my idiot moment for the week is i could not get a handle on the grocery shopping yeah and you know decided to just you know meander around the store like a doofus while people were i think i feel like people were like clearly you were just here checking out 
what are you doing? I've you know? done that though. I've done, I've totally done that. And like I did a lot of cashiering when I worked at Barnes and Noble and people would do that with me. And I never thought that was weird. Okay. But here's the thing though. I don't yeah. think you understand. Like I've done that before and gone to a different store to go and get the other things that I needed because I was ashamed <laughs> to go back in. <laughs> But, okay, oh no! Living in Lacey, I don't know where half the stores are. I know how to get to Safeway, and that's about it. Right. So I went there, and I was like, "Well, you're just gonna have to suck it up," you know? Yeah. Just, like, I went in and I got the rest, and I was—I felt like an idiot, but it was fine. Okay, but that's so nice of you to cook for her after she just had surgery. Is Jessica right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so nice of you. I mean, I don't know. I like cooking, so it's not that big of a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just kind of like, oh. I'm going to be over at dinner time. I'm going to make food. Because, like, I like cooking. Here's yeah. the thing. It's, like, if I'm just cooking for myself, I'll eat cereal. You know? Because right, <laughs> I'm right. just kind of like, this is not that fun. You know? Unless there's something that I really, really want. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, with, you know, making dinners now that I'm married, it's like, oh, well, there's somebody else that has to eat, too. I'm not just going to make cereal. So yeah. I'll, like, make you know, something that requires a little bit of effort at least, or, you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, I'm going to make this now because this sounds good or whatever. And yeah, the, I'm just glad. So kind of like the rule at the house is like whoever cooks doesn't have to do the cleaning. <laughs> That's a good rule. Which I mean, is the same rule at my parents' house, right? Yeah. Like if you cook, you don't have to clean. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of I'm, I'm glad that that carried over. So mm-hmm. I kind of feel bad sometimes because I'll use like three pots, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, sometimes and all happens. these utensils and I'm like, ah, good luck. Yeah. I hope you like that. That's okay. But, you know you what? Know. Eric does all the cooking because I can't and, <laughs> and shouldn't because of. We can teach you some easy things. Okay. That's a great idea. Yet my whole life people have been trying to teach me. And I literally almost burned down the house like every time. I'm just, I'm just not safe. <laughs> I shouldn't be trusted in the kitchen. You've got to do something that can't like go too wrong. Okay. If you forget about it for a couple of minutes or something, it's not something that you have to like watch until it hits this specific color and then take it off the yeah. heat or whatever. You know, like something that like okay, if you leave it on for an extra couple of minutes, it's not going to be detrimental. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys have any of those type of recipes that are, like, super easy, you cannot mess it up, send it to us. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Please. Please hook me up. Because I always need more recipes, and we're going to try and teach Lynn how to cook. Yeah, that would be a noble effort. (laughs) So anyway, so Eric does the cooking, and he likes to cook. And thank God, he grew up in a household where the dad cooked. Yeah. So, like, it's natural to him, you know? And his dad is an amazing cook. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think you've told me about that before. Like, you go to visit, and you're like, I ate all of these great things. Like, before we go, he's always like, you know, what what does Lynn want to (laughs) eat? And he'll, like make a list of and I'm like make some chicken curry and like and it's just it's just phenomenal <laughs> but anyway so Eric, Eric does the cooking and I do the cleaning and it's perfect yeah so, you know in my household too when I grew up my dad always did the cooking and I think that's because yeah. like he was a vegetarian so yeah. he just did all the cooking yeah didn't so. want to like have meat you know by accident or something right right or, yeah yeah so anyway it works out it works out fine <laughs> 
<laughs> we just went on a, like a weird cooking tangent. But... You know, it's fine. <laughs> It'll be <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandasfootspodcast uh, at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. Also, if you're listening to us on iTunes, if you could rate and review us, um, we hope to get a little bit more visibility. So if somebody um, like searches for supernatural podcast, we'll show up because right now we are not showing up. Not unless you type in Aspects. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Which is totally fine. Yes. So, um, also, it would be super cool if there is a person in your life who watches Supernatural and loves it, um, if you could tell them about our podcast. I think most people hear about our podcast by word of mouth from their friends, so it would just be really great for us. So, thank you so much. Thank you.